Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. I'm part of the click, isn't everybody? <laughs> yes! 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 I, I got an idea, yeah. Peter John Cena! Give me a hell yeah! I pull a little bit of the bubbly. Too sweet! <laughs> <laughs> episode is scheduled for one fall, and it is for your listening pleasure. This is In The Click. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and join me once again from the Bullet Cats. It's my good brother, Philip. How's it going, Philip? Huey, it's Saturday night. <laughs> I'm alone, but I'm doing a podcast with you, so it's, so it's okay. You're not completely alone. Yeah, you have me by your side, virtually, I should say. Absolutely. All the smoke detectors here, too, because, <laughs> you, you know, it's uh, it's the third man. I was going to say, I, I love your smoke detector. It's a much better co-host than Brandon. Whoa, <laughs> yo, wait a minute. Hey, we can't be saying that. Like, but, hey, we're almost at Bulletcast 200 in a couple of weeks. I can't have him leave me. I can't have him leave me. Yet. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Brandon, I, I love you. I'm all, it's all good, man. It's all funny games. Please, I'm joking. I'm, I'm like Richard and I. That's real heat. That's real heat, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But no, no. Thank you again, everyone, for uh, listening to this episode of In The Click. As always, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and follow us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Just search for at In The Click. And In The Click in the click at gmail.com and if i sound a little bit different hopefully for the better we're uh in the beginning of i guess you could say uh phase two post jimbo era <laughs> i think is that how we call this philip uh, so this is the this is the new new era yes exactly so uh, we've been talking about it the last uh, couple of weeks here on this podcast i've been in the process of trying to improve uh on my end as far as like the, the recording equipment and video equipment streaming equipment all that good stuff so i can just do more uh, a better job of this podcast recording from home just because like real talk we're in this pandemic still and for the last wow i can't believe it's been over seven months now we've been doing more and more recording everyone around the world uh recording stuff from home and with that being said i was like you know i need to up my game and you know my poor little macbook pro that i've had for 11 years it just wasn't cutting anymore and i was like i need to upgrade i need to get like a new desktop computer and uh, I've been doing my research over the last couple months and, and buying stuff. I got a computer bill and uh, Philip, you are my, my, my test run, my, my pilot episode of recording on my new home equipment here, my new PC, uh, same old microphone, but uh, uh, it's a work in progress. So um, hopefully I'm in a different part of my house recording right now. So I got to definitely work on the Wi-Fi at some point, the internet signal here and you know, maybe uh, uh, a little more soundproofing. Hopefully there's not too much echo in the household, but hopefully for the clicks is out there, I sound okay. 
No, you, you sound good, man. I mean, I should be the first guest on this uh, new new era of, <laughs> of, of of the podcast. It's only right. I mean, you know, I didn't say call you a guest. You're you're uh, you're, you're I, part I'm of the a, show. Yeah, yeah, I'm a recurring fixture now. Exactly. It's, it's in my Instagram and Twitter bio, so that's how you know it's real, ladies and gentlemen. I, I updated. Which one did I updated the other day? It was Twitter or Instagram? I put your handle in there. I got it. Wow. I got double. I, I thought you got the notification. Um, oh, man. I think, oh, Jesus, I'm getting a phone call on air. Let me mute that. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I should start calling you from my phone just to mess with you. <laughs> no, let's not do that. <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, yeah, I'm excited. Like I said, this has been a work in progress for uh, uh, the last couple of weeks now. And so uh, finally, got the equipment back the other day and now here i am like i spent all afternoon kind of get everything set up and yeah philip you're my, my my test trial right now and like i said hopefully it's a work in progress bear with me things will get better as we move along but i'm excited that way you and i and, and tommy and richard we can record stuff uh i think probably more immediate after events in the wrestling world take place and then i can spend time editing here and not at work and therefore i can spend less time in the office spend more time at home and all that good stuff. So I'm really excited for just the future of this podcast and just what great content collectively we can all do together. So uh, here we are, man. But also just a little backstory. So uh, Phil, while I'm giving Brandon such a hard time, I listened to the latest episode of the Bullet, Bullet Cast and my man was like, like throwing me shade as far as my, my, my beef with this whole Bullet Cast championship can you kind of care to explain to all the clicksters what's going on? So um, me being the great yes. promoter that I am, I, I forgot to the, have the champion do predictions for a pay-per-view. Yes. Uh, I, I thought I asked him. I really did. I, I, I just skipped my mind. And anyway, Brandon wins the title, and I bring this up to him on Thursday when we did our show. Yeah. And Brandon basically said, two effing bad. and should have had me on in the click. Wow. Well... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's all good, man. No, listen, here we are. I'm like, I'm so happy. Like as far as recording this first episode with my new PC here, I'm able to see you nice and clear. I got multiple tabs open. I'm not worried about running out of memory on my computer or anything like that. So now I think I have the capabilities of hosting multiple people. So now Brandon is a little bit of a fair warning in the near future, I will get Brandon in the click and we will confront him on this whole bullet cast championship disparity. I feel like uh, 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 Jordan Devin over at NXT UK. I'm the real cruiserweight champion still. Phil, do you watch uh, NXT UK at all? Have you been watching uh, since they've returned? I've I've heard good things. I, I got to check. I, I mean, you're the champion over there. I have to check you out. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> But no, I recommend no, no, definitely get a chance. Uh, check out NXT UK. Uh, I think this past week was their fourth episode since they've returned. It's been great stuff, very entertaining episodes and wrestling and whatnot. Uh, but no, they finally had Jordan Devin on, and he says he's the real NXT Cruiserweight champion. You know what, man? You, you know what? I have an idea. I, I, I have an idea. What's that? We have a new Bullet Cast Championship. I still have the old Bullet Cast title. You think you're the champion? Brandon thinks he's the champion. Let's let's hell in the cell. A week from Sunday, a week from tomorrow. <laughs> predictions for who is the undisputed Bullet Cast champion. First time in the history of the show. Both titles on the line. Both titles on the line. Somebody will be the undisputed champion. I like but if this. You, if you win, you need to come get a picture with both belts. Absolutely. Seriously. 
And Brandon has to like present him to me. <laughs> we call video out of the video series out of for social media purpose. Let's do it. Get a, get a, get a virtual contract signing. Let's do the whole thing. I'm, I love it. I wait, wait, love it. Did you watch SmackDown last night? Oh, I did. Okay. Hey, so I'm, I'm going to walk I'm, away. I'm not going to sign it. I'm going to be like Bailey and not sign it. I know this is an AEW podcast, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, but hey, yo, Huey, let, let me get in on some WWE talk. I got some thoughts. Okay, well, what's a quick little thoughts uh, on SmackDown? Uh, I mean, this new Roman, I rock with it. I love it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I've yeah. told the people I've left my job. They didn't treat me like a tribal chief. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? They weren't at my mercy like Heyman is at Roman's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, I love the new Roman, the new chokehold. It's it, it, that's what's up. Maybe you know, that's rock, what I'll do. Maybe for, with this. Maybe for like the big four pay per views, maybe we'll do like a group effort for the review, like get multiple people on or something like that. Maybe like make it a special, special episode. Maybe I'll, I'll think about that. Let's see if I can pull that off somehow. I got some time to plan that out, but yeah, here we are back at it for another episode of in the click. And as you hear Phil's voice, that means of course, we're going to talk all everything, <clears throat> everything AEW related. And this week, AEW Dynamite, it's a big show. It was their big anniversary show. Here we are one year in the books. Now officially, AEW Dynamite has existed. So it's a little bit, it's interesting. Throughout this year, they've been having different little milestones in their early incarnation of existence. So, you know, it was at the beginning of the year in January, they celebrated like one year of the press conference and then double or nothing this year. It was the first, it was a, a year celebration of their first like pay-per-view event. And now here we are. It's the one year anniversary of AEW Dynamite premiering on TNT. So it's been kind of cool. We've been at, like hitting all these different little milestones throughout the, the whole year. And so, uh, yeah, AEW went all out, no pun intended, of making sure they had a stacked show for this week's episode of Dynamite as far as um, matchups concerns and all the titles were on the line. So that was very cool. And I will admit, like, I, I get excited that AEW puts a lot of effort as far as the way they present dynamite. So I, I love that their pay-per-views are spread out by what, three months. Like it's almost like once a quarter. And in the meantime, they do the specialty shows on dynamites. That's why it gives dynamite that much more extra, extra special value to tune in every week. Cause once a month, there might be something really cool that they have going on. And it kind of keeps you entertained as part of the buildup for the next big pay-per-view. So I, that's something really cool. But uh, yeah, Dynamite is in the books now as far as the anniversary special. So yeah, Philip, just kind of your initial uh, thought. How about this? Um, I didn't I planned this part. Maybe should we talk about like just overall, just the year in review of Dynamite's existence? Is there a particular highlights that stand out for you from the last year? And just kind of what it means for you to have Dynamite. Uh, I'm yeah, yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Absolutely. I mean, there've been so many cool moments. I mean, you, you look at the matches like, um, this, I think the, the Iron Man match that, uh, Kenny and Pac had was pretty dope. The match that Pac and uh hangman had in the early stages of dynamite. I mean, look at the first ever match for dynamite Cody versus, uh, a really kind of unknown Sammy Guevara mm-hmm. when he was rocking the Panda head, which was, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, it was, it was not attractive at all. At yeah. All. Um, but I mean, Dynamite's had some really cool moments. You have Cody with the fiery promo, you know, having his kind of own son of a plumber moment. Uh, you have Cody getting 10 lashes from MJF. You have yeah. anything Jericho does is gold. You, you know, the debut, the first episode of Dynamite, the debut of the inner circle got Hager coming in. I mean, 
Jericho with the lexicon of Les Champions, all that, all that stuff. You know, it's just, it's. I mean, there have been weeks where it hasn't been as good as other weeks, sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But all in all, and looking at their first year, they've done pretty well for themselves. Yeah, th- that's the thing. I will admit, the last year has been some of the best wrestling content that we've seen in a long time as far as listen like you know in the last year we've had quote the wednesday night wars something we have not had in pro wrestling for almost 20 years uh, as as far as you know you and i you know grew up in the monday night wars it's been a long time since wwe had some direct competition from a separate company of this size i know years ago tna tried to do their own kind of Monday Night War stuff when they moved to Monday nights, but didn't have the same um, didn't didn't have the same effect and didn't have the same crossover appeal. But here we are, as far as because of AEW Dynamite's existence, there's been a real buzz. And for me personally, Wednesday nights has turned into one of my favorite nights in the week as far as having something to look forward to, like having those same emotions and feelings that I used to have back when I was in middle school and high school rush home on a Monday and catch uh, a nitro and then raw afterwards. Luckily, you know, for me uh, with our cable package, uh, TNT, we had the East coast feed. So I was able to watch nitro first and then watch Monday night raw after. And so it was just a lot of fun. It's always fun when you have competition of this sort of two comp, two different wrestling promotions going at on the same night, you know, AEW and NXT and they, like I said, it just it creates a real buzz and competition, and you can com- compare and contrast both shows. Who does what, and who had the better show each week? It, you know, it, it creates a lot of friendly, fun competition. And for us wrestling fans, here we are. We have a reason to do this podcast and talk about it and break it down. So I just want to thank Dynamite for that, creating just that 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 fun again, that buzz. Um, and like you, I, I to Cody's credit, a lot of the memories that stick out to me involve him i mean his promo in the ring was very iconic when he uh fought wardlow uh, and he did the moonsault off the top of the cage that was awesome of course yeah, everything jericho's done even when jericho and cody had their little program together and remember inner circle were up in the uh like the suite and uh cody and his uh crew went up there and cody took MJF scarf, wrapped his hand up and punched the glass window and got in. So like, listen, I, I know people criticize Cody and name not the best wrestler, but Cody knows how to tell a story in and out of the ring. And a lot of these moments in the last year of dynamite that stick out to me involve Cody. That's how memorable they all are. So it's been a lot of fun, the in-ring action. And, and even during the pandemic, I think they've done the best job as far as capitalizing on that has still present an entertaining show. And they, uh, we're in the early phases of this pandemic. We're putting on the better show, knew how to adjust quickly. And yeah, the tag team stuff. I mean, there's so much to get into in the pay-per-views. I mean, double or nothing, the stampede stuff that they, I mean, it was a pay-per-view, but the buildup for that. So no, AEW dynamite has been a lot of fun. And so thank you to everyone involved at AEW for just putting on an entertaining show each week for us as fans out there. So um yeah, going into this first uh, uh, anniversary show for them, I was really excited just because I could not wait to see what they had in store for us. They usually do some big fun stuff with their these specialty shows, but I'll, I'll start with you, Philip. Just kind of your initial thoughts on this episode of Dynamite. 
Uh, I, did, I, I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed the tag team match that opened up the show. I thought that was good. There was a a portion in it where Brandon and I kind of agreed that okay, that was kind of kind of dumb. That shouldn't have happened. Uh, the Jericho uh, MJF promo that was that was that was really cool. I enjoyed Britt Brit, uh, Brit Baker's her um, segment with <laughs> Tony Schiavone <laughs> yeah. in like a spa or whatever, and of course Cody and Cassidy. That I mean that that was so good too. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I think. <clears throat> I think it's safe to say the wrestling, the actual wrestling in the ring for this episode was really good. I just felt a lot of the outside the ring stuff, some of the promos and felt a little flat with me. And I felt like the vibe for the night felt a little off. So I did have high expectations for this show and not all of it hit with me. So that was a little disappointing. And we'll go through it as we we break it all down. There were moments that I don't know. It just seemed a little flat as far as I know they had fans in attendance, but I don't know if they're just so far away and there's not enough of them that they weren't making enough noise. So it felt quiet at times, but like, listen, I, I'm not saying they need to force more fans in there. You got to keep this safe during this pandemic still, but I even noticed even less people around the ring. Have you noticed that too? Um, I know they have like a lot of the people that are at AEW dark and some of the upcoming wrestlers, around the ring and i feel like the baby face side there's more of them standing there but on the heel side there's only like a handful of them so i feel like there's just the initial energy that people around the ring were bringing to the table a few months ago it's felt a little flat lately so i don't know if it's if it's just like a health concern thing that they're not trying to have as many people out there ringside i don't know i mean like listen like i said you should not force people out there just to fill up spots on the on front of the camera I mean, you want to respect people's health and make sure everyone stays healthy, but it just feels, I, I felt it just, it's been feeling a little quiet lately. That That's my main takeaway from that. So uh, they can do what everybody else is doing and pipe in crowd noise. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know if, if, if that's something they just don't want to deal with or they want to keep it more quote authentic. I don't know, but that's just something I've noticed was you could sense that, it's just not as many people out there and therefore the energy seems a little bit lower. So I don't know if that's something that they would want to address and fix it somehow. So uh, let's jump right into the, the matches for the night. So the opening match was uh, AEW world tag team match. It was FTR taking on best friends. And <laughs> I kind of have like a love hate relationship for best friends like Chuck Taylor and Trent. I sometimes like they blow me away. So like the street fight that they had with Santana Ortiz a few weeks ago, the parking lot brawl, that was awesome. And I thought they did a great job. What a beating. But then there's times where I think they get a little too comedic in the ring. And I look at these guys and I'm like, they should be more bad. Like Trent to me looks like a total badass. Chuck Taylor. I don't know. He looks like Jack. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, oh my God. What's his name? Jack Ripper. Uh, or, um, Oh my god! I'm totally blanking on my brother's gonna kill me from Three's Company. Um, uh, let me look it up before I forget. Uh, um, John Ritter, excuse me. So uh, I feel like Chuck Taylor. He looks like John Ritter to me. If John Ritter was a pro wrestler, so he has like that dad bod. But I, and I feel like he's more comedic out there. Well, Trent, I think, is the one who does more of the heavy lifting. So. Um, this match, though, I, I think FTR does a great job of elevating other people's talent in the ring. So uh, I, I, for the most part, it was a really good, solid match. How about you? Uh, well, I mean, well, shout out RIP John Ritter. Eight Simple Rules yeah. was fantastic. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, best friends, it's, it, it's, it's okay. You know, I feel the same way about Trent that I did when he was in WWE. It, he's kind of just here. 
You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, they, yeah. they looked badass in the parking lot brawl. Sure. But I mean, that's, that, that's, that's really it. You know, if they had a little bit more of a mean streak, I'd really be able to take them seriously. Yeah, no, you know? I'm with you. I agree. Kind of like uh, New Day, not to really get off topic, but, you know, they were goofballs. And I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm not really feeling this. They got a little bit of a mean streak. I love I lo- started loving them. Been rock with them ever since. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing is I think Chuck Taylor and Trent, there's got to be a point where I, I think if they be, really want to be taken to the next level, they really got to kind of, yeah, mean streak it up a bit more. There's times I watch them. And I'm like, they're just, they seem too comedic. The way Chuck Taylor, his body language, the way he kind of walks around the ring, he's like kind of nonchalant. Like he's a big dude, but I feel like he just doesn't do enough for me to kind of be like, whoa, that guy's an awesome wrestler. And I don't know if it's because he came up in the whole PWG indie scene and like that's kind of more that comedic style uh, from down there at some point. So I don't know. But uh, no, FTR, every match they've done so far in AEW, I thought has been great. And so I think they've been such a great addition for that company for that division uh for the division and i'm so happy that they're champs so it's gonna be interesting to see you know what's next for them so uh they got the victory here i love Tolly's involvement in the match so uh good stuff i mean uh um and not to jump ahead a bit but uh it looks like we're gonna kind of see who's gonna be the next competition next week we'll, we'll get to that point uh but during the match we saw um one of the guys was it uh uh trent Right, then he uh, broke. Uh, uh, he went. Kid- he went through the uh, the the arcade. game, the, the ar- arcade game, and you know, Brandon and I had this talk. And Brandon was kind of like, "Well, that was kind of stupid. Why was that there?" And I mean, it's been there for like the past two weeks, so it's like it's we 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 know it's going to be an occurrence. We're going to see it, but uh, I mean, he went through it or whatever. And uh, all in all, the uh, not the ooh, FTR, I almost called them <laughs> by their other name. Yeah, uh, they retained their tag team championships and. Uh, Kip Sabian, he's yelling at Penelope to go get him, and he go gets Miro. Yeah, and it, so it looks like we're gonna get Miro and Sabian versus best friends. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, and that's the thing. So they come out, uh, Miro beats the crap out of them, or they run out of the ring, and then he does a promo, calls them good friends, and he says, "You broke my video game. I will break you guys, more or less." So yeah, I'm with you. It was like the whole arcade spot was a little goofy. I was like, okay, um, but yeah, it looks like they're really gonna face up against each other, but. I, I I don't know. Like, how do you think of Miro's booking so far? Like, here he is. He's been with the company now for about a month. And he hasn't necessarily wowed me. I, I, I'm anticipating that him and Kip Sabian, hopefully, are not going to be together that long. I, I'd rather see him as a singles guy and be like a monster and just go out there and tear it up. But who knows? I, I know in AEW, the wrestlers have more independence as far as their creative goes. So maybe this is what Miro wants. But I feel like Miro should be doing better already i don't know about what you would i i mean yeah you know uh i feel like he should be doing better but uh you know you know uh I'm, I'm looking at it and if this doesn't get any better within like the next month and he's still doing this uh maybe that wedding angle wasn't so bad after all yeah it kind of makes you wonder you know if miro if this doesn't improve maybe you know wwe saw something and realized you know what he's not as amazing as people thought he was i don't know like i like i said i want me i want the best for me don't get me wrong but i think there's got to be some point where someone else in management needs to be like listen miro what you've been doing so far hasn't necessarily been working let us kind of take more control of your creative and let's help mold you into something else that we think is for the better that will get the fans over or get you over with the fans so 
like I said, I, I'll be patient a little bit longer for the Miro experiment, but hopefully in the near future, um, we kind of see something a little bit different from him. Um, and then the two of them, Kip Sabian and Miro, they take on uh, Sean Maluda and Lee Johnson, pretty much a quick squash match because Miro was so upset about his video game, arcade game broken. Uh, we see Lance Archer backstage cut a promo. Or no, excuse me, uh, uh, him and John Moxley were getting into a fight and AEW officials had to jump in, break them apart. So definitely just getting that that heat going before the main event for that night. And then uh, MJF, it was his big announcement. So um, he comes out to the ring with uh, meets up with uh, the inner circle. And he more just long story short, he asked Chris Jericho if he can join the inner circle. So, Philip, your thoughts on that, the whole segment right there. Uh, well, shout out <laughs> the, the oversized jacket that Sammy Guevara was wearing was funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was funny. Um, you know, they kind of did their back and forth. Uh, you know, he's like, Chris, can I join the inner circle? Well, Sammy, I mean, not Sammy, but uh, Maxwell, do you want to join the inner circle? Yada, yada, yada. Uh, I think Ortiz from uh, Proud and Powerful is like, you know what? We don't need you. We don't want you. We're fine. And then Jericho's like, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're, we're a group. But I think you and I should have this uh, conversation uh, in private. So, and Jericho's like, do you want to eat steaks with me, huh? Do you? Do you? All in all, you know, next week we're going to get Le Dinner Debonair, which I can already tell that's going to be hilarious. But I mean, <laughs> do anything Jericho and Max will do together is funny. So I enjoyed this. Yeah, that's the thing I'm with you is luckily the two of them, when they're on camera, it's a lot of fun. Their timing is great. All the comedic stuff. Um, I will admit, like MGF, I thought he was kind of rambling on a little bit too long. Uh, so sometimes I feel like MGF, as great on the microphone as he is, I feel like there's times where he kind of needs to speed it up or kind of get to the point quicker. There are times where I think he just kind of takes too long. Um, whoever can hear this from the higher ups in government, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, moderator in the last presidential debate. That's all I have to say. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. So for him to do that. But no, I, like I said, I, I just... Um, it's just he's I feel like sometimes it takes too long to get to the point and it's like just get what you're saying I mean like he, he's great on the mic he's acting all that stuff but there's sometimes it just takes a long time and therefore these segments are really long and I'm like this is cutting into someone else's ring time so that's ultimately what I'm getting at but yeah looking forward to the steak dinner next week and um, I wonder I'm just putting it out there I wonder because remember MJF a while back wanted said he wanted to join a faction. Like he thinks in order to be successful in AEW, he needs one. What happens if there's like a power struggle? What happens if MJF tries to take the inner circle away from Chris Jericho and then Chris Jericho becomes a baby face out of this? Uh, that's interesting. But I mean, would they, would those guys really turn on, uh, on Le Champion? I mean, I, okay, like I think Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho are really tight, but the rest of them, maybe they could be like, you know what, we're, we're higher guns, we take the highest bid. We so, so I look at it like this: we could possibly get Jericho could take Guevara and Hager, and then uh, Santana Max, Ortiz. Maxwell can have Santana and Ortiz, or Jericho is out and he takes all of them, and we have like a CM Punk New Nexus type deal. Yeah, possibly. So I wonder if that's what's going to happen here. But then, like, where's Wardlow? Like, he has Wardlow, too, to add to the mix. So that's already a big group right there. Unless Wardlow and MJF can get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know what? He could take Proud and Powerful and then have Wardlow there. I think that's, a nice, that's an interesting faction. And Maxwell can think of some 
uh, name to call them. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. So, and here we are. It's been over a year now that Inner Circle's existence. So, I don't know how long Chris Jericho wants to have Inner Circle lasting for. You don't want to overstay your welcome. It's very, there's very few groups that can stay long term together without getting old and stale. So, it'd be interesting to see what's next for this whole uh, storyline here. Um, and then next up, we saw some footage of uh, Tony Schiavone over at the spa with Dr. Britt Baker. I love this whole segment. I, it, it just, I mean, Schiavone and Britt Baker have great chemistry together and they're just, they know how to play off each other very well. Even Schiavone was getting like uh, waxing on his chest. And uh, I was hoping he was going to say Kelly Clarkson, like uh, in 40 year old virgin, Steve Carell, but uh, nonetheless, it looked a lot of fun. It looked like they were, they were filming like a bunch of different segments in the spa and probably put, took the best clips, put them together. But no, I, I love it. Tony Schiavone, such a national treasure. I, I'm just, like I said, I, I can't say this enough. I'm so happy that he's back on TNT working for AEW. And, you know, this next generation of wrestling fans are seeing how great of a commentator he is. No, absolutely, man. I mean, he's come a long way from uh, calling Tank Abbott versus Big Al from 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a deep WCW cut for you guys. Go check that out. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and next up, we had the AEW TNT title match. So, second title match of the night. So, we saw Cody Rhodes defending the championship against Orange Cassidy. And man, Philip, right out of the gates, a little bit of a uh, some shocking breaking news, Cody tied his hair back to blonde again so the whole emo hair thing what lasted what three weeks if that yes 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 you know, i told you i love strawberry blonde cody i love it to death you know he, like- he had to dye his hair he had to dye his hair to get the power he needed to defeat the monster that is mr Brody lee but now he can go back to being the prince of pro wrestling I just was like kind of shocked because I was digging the dark hair look like in the suits were a little bit different, uh, but the, with the black hair and then his ring gear was a little bit darker um, and he dropped the, the weight belt and everything. So I was like, OK, I'm kind of digging this. But then he just after what, two, two, three weeks, he just throws it away and he's back to his, his old self again. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think, you know, people have just become accustomed to the 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 bleach blonde uh uh, American boy that Cody Rhodes ha- has become, you know, the bleach blonde, good looking guy in a nice suit doing media tours. I think people have just become accustomed to that. And it, you know, it, it helps them uh, create creatively and it helps them, you know, fin- financially. And of course, you know, with the network to see one of their uh, top shows, EVPs yeah. um, that looks that dapper uh, yeah. carrying around the championship of America's greatest network. It, it yeah. all just works. Uh, but so, but regardless of the hair, this match, while okay, I don't know if I should get into this right now. Like, I'm a little burnt out of Orange Cassidy. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I don't know, maybe because on Wednesday night I was a little bit of in a grumpy mood or whatever. It was a long day, I was tired, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm borderline at the point of getting a little tired of his stick. So we'll get into that. We'll save that to the end, but. Overall, this match, I thought it was great wrestling. Uh, I, I know going into this, Cody was tweeting out like he's never seen Orange Cassidy lock up like how you, know, you traditionally lock up at the beginning of a match. And that's his goal was to have him lock up to start the match out. And that was the story they were telling at the beginning, whereas Cody was trying to lean in. Orange was kind of avoiding it. And then he uh, put his hands up, put him in his pocket. And then I love how Cody just pushed the hell out of him. It's like, wake up, dude. I, I love that. I was like, 
go ahead, bitch slap him some more. <laughs> and so, uh, but the match, once it finally got going, wow, what an awesome wrestling match. How about you? Oh, no, dude, th- this was dope. I mean, Cody got him to lock up, and they, they were really just going at it. And they, they, they got me, man. Like, they made me believe that Orange Cassidy was going to win this thing. On the apron, he hit the... Uh, Oh, and a shout out to uh, John Silver for getting involved. <laughs> John, <laughs> you know. John, if you watch Being the Elite, Johnny Hungry. Johnny Hungry. Johnny Hungry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he was getting involved or whatever. And, you know, Cassidy has the TNT title in his hand, but he hands it back to Arn. Later on in the match, uh, Orange Cassidy hits the, I don't know what it's called, the beach. The beach. It's it's like a, it's an air raid crash. Okay. Kind of like Seamus's white noise. Hits yeah. out on the apron. And, you know, he has to get Cody back in the ring. Then he hits it again. One, two. Oh, my God. Yo, he kicked out. What? And, uh, you know, Cody has a figure four on. And, he you know, they reverse it. They play that game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I hear, uh, like, one minute remaining. And yeah. he takes off the arm, the uh, the elbow pad. He hits the orange punch. They time this perfectly. Yeah. One, two, Eh, sorry, you're out of luck. We got a time limit draw. And I think this is only the third time they've done this, which mm-hmm. is nice, you know, because other places this would have been overused to death, which, you know, <laughs> that, that, that's yeah. really good. And we yeah. found out Darby Allen's challenging whoever the TNT champion will be um, on at full gear coming up in a couple of weeks. So in two weeks time, Cassidy versus Cody too. And a uh, winner faces Darby at full gear. And I think for the orange Cassidy factor, like after this match with Cody, you know, if he loses, keep mm-hmm. him off TV for about a month, you know, make, make us, make us miss some absence makes the heart grow fonder. Well, my, my thing is like, what was the point of this match? As far as like orange Cassidy had a TNT championship match a couple of weeks ago and lost to Brody Lee. He should be like one of the last people to get a title shot. But two weeks later or a couple weeks later, gets another opportunity again. I'm like, Geez, what happened to the whole ranking system? That's the whole big thing with AEW. They were like, we have a ranking system and and wins do matter, all this stuff. And it's like Orange Cassidy lost, and then like a few weeks later gets another chance at the title. Well, I think with the T the T and T title, the ranking system can be a little and eh, because we haven't really seen the ranking system for this championship yet at all. Yeah. We've seen it for the world, the women's and, and, the, and the tag. Yeah. You know, it's just been all right, who who wants it? Maybe Orange Cassidy was just the first person to walk out that night. Yeah, all right. Well, it's just, to me, that's where it's like, okay, it's like here we are, a year of Dynamite's existence, and now the power rankings are kind of slowly becoming less of a factor. That That's what I'm saying, just observation. Dude, bro, TNA had a, had a ranking system too, and look look where that went. Yeah, exactly. You know, That's the thing. When I heard about the ranking system, I was like, Okay, it might be cool for for the commentators to talk about, you know, it's like some sort of stats that they, they could bring up. But real talk, like rankings don't really get me motivated. It's about the story and who deserves a title shot, who's earned it. Not because like, oh, this guy won five matches in a row, but were they all against like some jabronis on AEW Dark? I mean, it's like, okay, who cares? Like, you know, I rather see someone that that truly deserves it based on the storylines that they create. So. Anyway, that, that that's just something I noticed. And so, yeah, the timing of the finish was great. And I wonder if that's something they're going to bring up in, in future storylines. Because if you think about it, Orange Cassidy was like one second away from winning. But if you think about it, the beginning of the match, you know, part of his character, his gimmick, he, he's kind of like a human sloth, doesn't care. He doesn't, you know, whatever. The beginning of the match, he was slow to get going like that, how he normally is. So I wonder... 
if that will play into some future storyline where people be like, look, Orange Cast, you had a chance to win the title, but you ran out of time. So instead of being so nonchalant at the beginning of a match, will you come out of the gates and give it more of a better try from start to finish? So you know what I mean? So I wonder if that might play into some sort of angle down the road for Orange Cassidy. Like, listen, you got to quit acting like this. If you if you would have been more serious from the beginning, you would have had a championship by now. So I wonder if that's something they're going to bring up down the road. Maybe best friends can address that with him. But anyway, like I said, I we've been getting a lot of Orange Cassidy in recent months. And his whole shtick, like, I think it's, it works really well in front of a crowd. Since we don't really have a crowd, like, I feel like he's not as special anymore. So I kind of wonder if at times they should kind of pull back on using him on TV and wait till there's a crowd there to kind of give him a proper pop when needed, if that makes sense. So I don't know about you, Phil, but I just, I, I'm getting a little burnt out from him and the whole shtick. And like I said, it, it's kind of, the more we see him, his whole material doesn't become as special to me anymore. If, if that makes sense. No, I mean, that makes sense. 100% man, you know, just kind of have him off TV for a couple of weeks. He doesn't need to be on dynamite next week. Cody can just do a pre-taped promo saying that, you know, you almost had me, but you didn't get me, you know, just do something like that. And like I said, Cassidy can have this match. He probably won't win the title. Um, and then, you know, just keep him off TV. You know, if he needs to pop up, let him do something with best friends. Yeah. Until something more meaningful comes along for his, uh, his next um, single, single, singles feud. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then I uh, saw Alex Marvez in the back trying to talk to Lance Archer. John Moxley attacked Archer. So it's just throughout the night, they keep attacking each other. And then uh, we see Tony Schiavone out ringside talking to Matt Hardy and Matt Hardy brought the whole family, all three of his boys with him and his wife. And Matt Hardy says, like, I feel great. I'm 100% again. I can compete again. And he's all celebrating. All of a sudden, we see this video package play on the big screen. And it's a hooded person. And they're saying, I'm the one that attacked you. And it was revealed, Sammy Guevara. <laughs> Ta-da! He was the one that attacked him up, uh, not too long ago. Um man this was such a downer to me for multiple reasons one i was like ah oh, they're gonna keep this storyline going matt hardy versus sammy guevara i don't know about you phil but I, I feel like this whole rivalry has been cursed their matches have been not not to, i don't want to cut you off but yeah yeah i mean he he uh he, sammy brought that up he's like look I busted you open. I concussed you. I sent you home. Every time they clear you, I'm going to make sure they send you back home again until you're done, till mm-hmm. you're done out of this business. I like that. And how many times in wrestling have we not really gotten a true uh, conclusion to a feud or segment promo or whatever, you know? So I, I, I'm not, I'm not opposed to this, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Matt, he appears to be working better than he has in the last couple of years. He's not really hobbling around anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know what? Full gear. Let's get a true decisive finish to okay. this. And after that, let it be done. They need to move on. Let it be. Let it be done. Let Sammy win too. Well, I just was kind of hoping. One, it's like Matt Hardy. It made it sound like oh, it's a big return for him. That oh, he's back from injury. Well, he's even though he's been a quote injured, he's been on every week, either with private party or doing something else. So it's not like we really missed him. He's been there the whole time. Um, but yeah, I, I I just I feel like this rivalry it is cursed. 
fine. If they want to do one more match to properly wrap this up, good. Fine. Let it happen and then move on because I'm done with it. But it was just like, that was it. Sammy Guevara. I thought it was going to be some other big reveal, maybe a new signee for AEW, someone from Matt Hardy's past. Maybe one of the guys in private party attacked him. I thought it was going to be something more epic. But the fact it was just Sammy Guevara, I was like, oh, all right. I, I just thought about it. This is the rubber match, too. You know, Sammy won the first one. Matt, he won the one that happened at All Out, even though, you know, got concussed. This is the rubber match. Let's let's have a true decisive winner in this feud. And also, they, they had little altercations, obviously, with the buildup with Inner Circle versus the Elite guys and Matt Hardy on their team for double or nothing with the stadium stampede with the, you know, chasing with the golf cart. And then, uh, you know, when he defeated him at the at the end of the stadium stampede, when he threw him, or they, uh, was it? No, Kenny Omega, uh, um, finished uh sammy guevara but anyway yeah they have long history all throughout this summer so yeah at this point it's like let's wrap it up and move on so uh after that we see tony Giovanni uh in the ring and it was announced that four teams will compete and the winning tag team will be the number one contenders to take on ftr championship at full gear uh so they have all the tag teams out on the stage and very much like a, a lotto system with like lotto balls in the little roller thing uh, so they picked out four balls and it was private party, uh, silver and Reynolds of dark order, the butch and the blade and the young bucks. So those are going to be the four teams going at it next week. And then the winning tag team will face FTR. So, and then, uh, after they announced the four teams, young bucks come in there, you know, they're being their new, their new stick of being like more edgy, badass. They just start super kicking everyone. And it turns into a brawl. Um, Early predictions, Phil. Who do you think is going to win this out of the four? Oh, it's, it has to be the Young Bucks. I mean, yeah. come on, come on. You know, I, I I thought maybe they would wait even longer to have like more fans in attendance for yeah. FTR versus Young Bucks. Maybe they'll open up Daly's place to like a twenty percent, twenty five percent capacity. Yeah. I know they're doing like ten or fifteen now to yeah. really get that noise in there, and hell for the pay per view pipe in the crowd noise, man. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Is, it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. But yeah, we we know where this is going. Yeah, that's the thing. It, it's like there's very few matchups that are truly special that are like you know once in a lifetime we haven't seen it before, and once they do face each other, it's gonna be a big moment. And I'm sure WWE, AEW, all these promotions want to save those type of moments for when a crowd returns, but you can't drag your feet for too long. Cause then fans will just get bored and, and probably, you know, not tune in anymore. So this is a situation where I'm sure they want young bucks and FTR to be on a big stage in front of a big crowd, but who knows when that can happen? I mean, is that something they want to wait until 2021? I don't know if anyone has the patience for that. I don't know, man. I mean, they, they have quite a few tag teams there. Yeah. So let's say the Bucks don't. Let's say private. No, nah, not private party. I mean, that would be a great opportunity for private party. I, I really like them. So. Actually, you know what? Yeah, let's sure. Let's say it's private party. You know, they win. They have the match. They lose. There are plenty of other tag teams and you can do heel versus heel. It's not like frowned upon. Like yeah. wrestling gets interesting when it's babyface versus babyface heel versus heel and they have revolution in february yeah and we'll we'll hopefully have a vaccine by then pray to god and uh you know we'll have possibly more fans in attendance if they can stretch this out Mm -hmm. all the way until then and it works out and it's interesting and concise Mm -hmm. and the match is off the charts then it will have worked yeah absolutely 
Yeah, so that that's what I'm thinking. I wonder if they will hold off. I think everyone thinks Young Bucks are going to win here, but I wonder if they could technically prevent them from winning somehow and then Young Bucks get pissed off and they can drag it out to February for for uh, Revolution then. And hopefully by then, yeah, it'll be more of a bigger deal. So, I mean, I'm sure in a perfect world, they would love to do it at Double or Nothing or All Out. That's like their two bigger pay-per-views. But I could see that they, they want to put this on a, on a big stage with fans there. So I, I don't know if like, I think the easy answer is to young bucks, but I think they might usually pick someone else just to, uh, uh, you know, push off a little bit longer for that future matchup between FTR and young bucks. Absolutely, man. I mean, it, it, it'll be fine if they, cause like, look, we, when did, when did FTR get there in like June? Yeah. Right? Yeah, it, it was uh, right after Double or Nothing, right? Or so, like, kind of like June. So let's say July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February. That's what eight months, guys. Mega Power is built for like eighteen months. This that'd be fine. Eight yeah. months is okay. Yeah, just kind of have them avoid each other for a little bit longer. So have the Bucks get suspended. <laughs> they, they 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 go too far and super kick Tony Khan. I don't know. <laughs> They're suspended for like ninety days. <laughs> like they like they failed a wellness policy. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh and then next up we have the AEW women's championship match. Um Hikaru Shida versus Big Swole. Um I love both of these competitors. I'm a big fan of Shida. I think she's been a great women's champion, even though at times I feel like they haven't given her enough proper storylines to build off her competition. I know it's a little bit tough because there have been a lot of wrestlers who've been getting hurt and so she's had the most competition that faced her. Um, big Swole, I, I want to be a big fan of her, but I think she's still very green. And when she's in the ring, I feel like there's times her timing's a little off and it could come off a little sloppy. And I know Sheeta is probably the more experienced one out of two. And she's trying her best, I think, to work through it. Um, so this match felt a little off to me, but I think by the end, it turned to a decent match. But um for Big Swall, I, I I don't know. I, I think she's only been wrestling for about five years, but really like on a regular basis in the last few years. So I don't know what she needs to do to kind of improve her, her performance. Um, but I, like I said, I still think Big Swall has a lot of talent and her potential. I think she just needs more reps in the ring, maybe more more matches at AEW Dark. Uh, I mean, that's kind of the problem with AEW. And, and regardless, listen, I know it's a pandemic, so everyone's – having less opportunity to wrestle and work on their reps. But for AEW, I think at some point, hopefully once, you know, things kind of get a bit more back to normal and they have on regular shows again. I mean, listen, Phil, that's the great thing about dark matches and like, uh, 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 you know, these non-televised events like WWE puts on. Those are opportunities for their wrestlers to go out there and work and just get more reps in the ring and work on their craft. So that way when they go on TV, they're just that much more polished. So I think that's something AEW. I remember Jim Ross said in an interview before the pandemic that they were planning on touring and trying to put on more like house shows. And that way gives their younger talent an opportunity to work more in front of a crowd and get them ready for TV. So that's something I wish Big Swole would get an opportunity down the road. She just needs more reps, I think, to get up, uh, to be better prepared for these matches. What do you think of this match, though? Uh, as we say on the bullet cast, nobody got hurt. That's all we can ask for. <laughs> yeah. So not exactly. And that's the thing. It, it, it's a little unfortunate. I think this match could have been better, but because of the situation that we're in, and I think big swole, like I said, is still very green. 
I just, I want to see her get more practice in because I, I do think she has the potential to be an amazing female competitor for them. So I think it just needs more time under her belt. Um, and then we saw a quick shot of Nyla Rose just sitting there. I don't know what's, what's up with that. She, she's, I think deserves a rematch against Sheeta. They haven't used her much on Dynamite. She's been doing some matches on Dark like every other week. But Put the title on her. Yeah, I mean, it's like, let them have a rematch and put it back on her. I mean, I don't know what the, the holdup is. Like, give Nyla Rose something to do. Like, reignite that feud. Like, I think Nyla Rose should have came out and maybe attacked Sheeta after the match to kind of get something going again. So, I don't know. But, you know, full gear is coming up, uh, what, in a month or three weeks. So, they got to kind of build up something quick for Sheeta. For that absolutely, absolutely, and then next time Nyla Rose is here, we can say the current <laughs> AEW Women's World's Champion, the real Women's World Champion. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we saw a little video package of Sean Spears pretty much just calling out Scorpio Sky, how Scorpio Sky uh, took him out of a moment. So it looks like Scorpio Sky and Sean Spears are going to go at it down the road. Cool. I, Scorpio Sky, I, I, I think he should be in the the tnt title picture pretty soon sean spears i don't know man since he's joined AEW, he hasn't done anything for me i don't know about you philip like what your thoughts on sean spears current run but it's just he, he's been very flat and like hasn't done anything too, super special once he hit cody with that chair last year that was the big moment and he hasn't done anything since Hey, 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 he's still a perfect 10. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. still a perfect 10. He just needs an opportunity to shine, really. Well, in, li- I, in, in I, life, too, because he has a hot wife. So, <laughs> so uh, I, I, I think he just needs a real opportunity to shine on camera. And I think him and Scorpio Sky can do wonders because, I mean, uh, uh, Sean Spears, he's a good worker, man. And plus, he's Canadian. The Canadians are great. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and the next up, it was the main event. It was the AEW World Championship match. John Moxley defending the title against Lance Archer. Uh, and it, it's uh, Jake St. Roberts came out with him. Uh, and, oh, that's right. Before I forget, they announced earlier tonight it was going to be a no DQ match, which is interesting. I, I think, obviously, Moxley, that fits up right in his alley. I think <laughs> most of his matches lately seem to be I don't want to say necessarily hardcore, but involved no DQ. So he's able to use weapons and other stuff around the rings for this match. But, um, but no, this match, I, I, I enjoyed this match. There was a lot of uh, similar spots from their matchup in, at, at Wrestle Kingdom earlier this year. So there was like the, the two tables where they both went flying into. They did the same spot at Wrestle Kingdom earlier this year. So it was kind of cool that I think they kind of recycled some of their moves. So for anyone who didn't watch their match in Japan, they were able to kind of see a similar type of match up here. How about you? I mean, I thought it was okay. I thought it was decent. I mean, I don't know why they would do a callback. No good wrestling ever happens in Japan. <laughs> but but uh, you know, I'm still not impressed with Lance Archer. I'm 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 sorry, people. You know, I know people think I'm crazy with my takes uh, over the last couple of weeks about different topics in the world, but uh. I mean, you know, like I wasn't impressed when he was in WWE. I'm kind of not impressed now. I, yeah. I get it. I get it. He's big. Everybody dies. He has a legend by his side. I mean, you know, it's, it, it's just Ryback was a big guy. He had Paul Heyman by his side. Nothing really came of that. Yeah. I'm just I, I don't I, I'm just not there. 
you know, I would never say this to his face. Of course not. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, I'm just not there, man. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting. Like, well, that's the thing with Jake the Snake Roberts. Like, he doesn't really do too much. Like, he'll cut, help cut these promos, which are great. But then, like, there'll be stuff going on in the back, and Jake is just kind of standing there, not doing anything, just looking. And even outside the ring, he's not doing too much. So, listen, I know he's a little bit older and fragile, so it's not like he's going to mix it up and do stuff in the ring. But, but I don't know, Jake the Snake, like, he doesn't really bring too much to the table other than the promos. So, um, and Lance Archer, yeah, it's, I mean, that, that, I think that's an issue in wrestling in general when it comes to these big monsters. Like, how do you make them special other than the fact they might squat, do some squash matches? And then when they finally get competition, they ultimately lose to put the baby face over. That's ultimately what they, the formula yeah. is. I mean, you run into the problem every time with a, a, a big monster like that. He, he, you either have to put the championship on him, not not a mid card. You have to put the world title on him, uh, or you know he just goes through all these people. And once he gets to the the big hero, a la like a Cena or a Hogan, he loses. And okay, well, and then he doesn't really do much else yeah. after that big loss. You know. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So it, it, I get what they're saying. So it, it just sucks because um, obviously because they said Eddie Kingston was going to take on Moxley for the title at the at, at full gear. So I think like all the attention was brought over to that. And so I think everyone was already kind of writing off this matchup for Lance Archer. So I feel like his his storyline just fell kind of to the wayside. Wait, wait. Mox is taking on Eddie Kingston? Yeah, so I, fu- I thought the winner of that tournament faces. Oh, Mox I'm, full, no, full no. Oh, okay. I'm glad you brought that up. So to clarify, so a lot of people were getting confused. So that tournament that like Kenny, pa- uh, Kenny Page, <laughs> Kenny Omega and Hangman, Hangman and Kenny pa- Page, <laughs> that tournament to, to, to figure out the new number one contender. So the finals are going to be at full gear. And then the winner of that tournament will then face the champion at a later time. So John Moxley is going to defend the titles against Eddie Kingston at full gear. That's going to be one match. And then the finals of the tournament is also going to happen that night. And then that winner will face the champion at a later time. So um, let's get into that in a second. So the match, you know, Moxley wins. We see Eddie Kingston along with Penta and Ray come out. And they, they're like holding him and like, yeah, it's like a friend here. And then they start beating the crap out of him. And A. Kingston pretty much challenges again. He says, I never quit. I never got eliminated. I never lost. And pretty much justify uh, a rematch for the title. So that's coming up here. Looking forward to that. And uh, But yeah, the tournament itself, I mean, the brackets were revealed. Who's in what spot? I mean, early prediction, it's pretty obvious. I think it's going to be Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page in the finals. So the former tag team champs are going to go at it. I think Kenny Omega is going to win, going to challenge Moxley. I think he's going to be the one to defeat Moxley to get the title off him. And then Hangman is going to be the big baby face going after Kenny Omega's championship. And that'll be the big rivalry for 2021. So that's just my early predictions for next year. Um but yeah, no, like it would be interesting to see how this plays out. Unless, unless Philip, do you have anyone else you think that might win from that tournament? It's other Kenny or Hangman. I mean, yeah, we we, yeah. we we know it. We know it. Hangman could upset Kenny, and then Hangman could go on to be like, "This is my chance to right a wrong that happened to me uh, over over a year ago when I didn't become the first AEW champion." Yeah, 
Yeah, or, yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Let, let's say, let's say Hangman beats Cody, uh, not Cody, Kenny. He goes up against Mox. Mox beats Hangman due to some chicanery from Kenny. Then that can go on and uh, simmer up a little bit more, and then Mox can go on for whoever's next up to the plate. Yep. Yeah. So a lot of possibilities here. So I'm looking forward to it. It's, uh, but like I said, overall, the wrestling inside the ring was really good this week on Dynamite. Some of the promos were okay. Um, fell a little flat. So I don't know. Hopefully things will kind of pick up uh, next week. And like I said, they're due for an off week. I mean, they've been hitting it uh, pretty awesome for the most of like month of September and then end of summer. So I'm looking forward to what's next and like they're going to continue to build up for full gear. So um, once again, congrats to AEW on one full year of having AEW Dynamite existing on TNT. So uh, as you say, they're great. Uh, the greatest network on cable television. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. And Cody Rhodes is the champion of America's greatest network. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, on that note, let's go ahead and wrap up this week's episode of in the click. Philip, where can all the clicks just find you online? Uh, you can find me uh, at heel Antwine, H E E L A N T W I N E on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, check the in the click bio on Twitter. You know, that's where my name is. <laughs> uh, please check out my podcast, the Cast. I just had Lord Adrian or Lord a uh, viral internet wrestling sensation. He's uh, if you've ever seen two black dudes wrestling in Walmart, going through tables, wrestling in McDonald's and Wendy's, that's him. The one with the red dreads, you know, uh, he, he it was a great guest. I had him on this past week. So uh, bullet cast on Twitter, the bullet cast on YouTube, the bullet cast on Instagram, email us, please. Bullet cast. She was the number two sweet S uh, Bulletcast two suite S W E T at gmail dot com and uh, yeah diamonds are forever so is the microphone messiah <laughs> I love it uh, baby Huey follow me on Facebook at baby Huey official Twitter and Instagram at baby Huey eighty three and like I said at the top of the show was subscribed in the click on Apple Podcasts Spotify Google Podcasts also Facebook Twitter Instagram YouTube at in the click in the click at gmail.com. Thank you for all the support. Please remember to comment, rate, and share the podcast with all your fellow clicksers out there. And on that note, let's go home. And that's the bottom line because Huey said so. <laughs>